From the world of AV programming and control with James King, I'm Steve Greenblatt, and this is Ask the Programmer. James, we're back for a uh, episode where you and I get to chat again. Uh, no guests this time, but I think we have some some fun uh, fun topic for us today. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this topic. Um, I think it's a good topic, and pardon me. Hopefully, we don't offend any of our listeners with this topic. And and I think that uh, it, it you know some some may find it. Um, uh, a little bit um, edgy, let's say, but not um, not anything more than what we try to do. Hopefully, you know, in that we're trying to inform and educate the community, but also bring to light some of the things that uh, um, need to be talked about amongst programmers. Um, and and what we're referring to is um, what is the definition of an AV programmer these days, because. Um, Many years ago, uh, we we all were, were brought up doing either line code or doing um, logic logic based programming um, that required some type of a knowledge of of, uh, of a thought process and and um, and some type of computer science background or um, at, at least a um, a, a way uh, that that uh, ties back to uh, programming principles and and um, and when we think of of programming, we think of writing code of some sort. Uh, but however, a lot of systems these days in AV are being done through configuration. And and I've always been one to say there's a place for both, and I think that you probably would agree. But is the the, the do we need to look at a different name now for those people who are in the programming community that are not necessarily writing code and this is where we'll probably spark some some conversation and consternation amongst our listeners. So, um, James, uh, I'll let you uh, jump in on that. Um, I think you are right. There is each has their pros, each has their cons. Um, but I don't think you can fairly put both in the same category. Um, for example, let's just say there is a job opening. And you have someone who can really very well configure any system out there. And you had someone who can do line programming and they apply for the same job as a programmer. Who is the company actually looking for? Are they looking for that person who can do the line coding or are they looking for someone who can configure a system? Um, so really titles matter. Um, especially in higher ed, we, we have learned that titles don't matter because people are doing jobs outside their titles. But then when you're applying for different positions and different roles and promotions, they want to say, well, your title says this. Yeah, but that's not what I do. And so there's a disconnect there. Um, so I, I, I truly feel when we talk about AV programmers, we are talking about those guys who are under the hood writing lines of code, uh, not doing the configuration. I, the word that comes in my mind is configurator uh, for those folks, but I would not, I don't think that's a great term for them. I, I don't have a term off the top of my head, but it's definitely no disrespect to them because they're valuable. They know what they're doing. Their craft is important. It just, I wouldn't say you're an AV programmer. I, I, uh, I, I like where you're going with that. And I think that, 
you know, one of the things that we've we've also explored is the fact that configuration requires understanding systems and signal flow and understands how what users' needs are. So, so there is some uh, a, a, a knowledge base that's required, and and I think a lot of that's consistent amongst the two. Um, the the difference is is if you need to go outside of configuration, can you? So, can you do something that's more custom because configuration? as has been discussed, and I, I have a, a class that I've put together on it, they, there's a, a limited application for it because it depends on pre-built blocks and it depends on being able to understand what are the boundaries that this solution can, can, can encompass versus when you're writing code, you're starting from a blank slate. Um, Neither again, neither of those are, are one is better than the other, but if you are limited in knowing one and not the other, you may be putting yourself in a bad spot. Um, so, so as you said, um, the, the, there needs to be some type of a differentiation there. Uh, 100% on that. Um, yeah, one that differentiator is, title is different. Um, I don't know the right term there. I don't think anyone really does at this time. So I think they get lumped in uh, together. Um, and I think that really does a disrespect to both parties of lumping them together. Uh, I see that happens many places with titles getting lumped together and you have people who are answering phones and then you have other people who are up in ceilings pulling wire. They both have the same title but they're doing different jobs uh so you can't really lump people together like that unless you're doing the same type of job all the time so yeah i, I think like you said is can you move from one to the other is a a key element as well can like someone who can really strong at configuring is if that configurator is not meeting your needs can you do the custom program? Uh, if not, can you really call yourself a programmer? Um, again, that's what I'm going back to. And same thing with plus custom programmers out there who can do the line call drawings or the line codes, great. But if it's gonna take you half a day to a full day to write a simple cookie cutter room, then are you being valuable enough to your organization where a configurator can bang that out in two, three minutes? I think it's a really valid point. And, and if you, if, if I were to offer some, uh, a term or a suggestion that it gets thrown around a lot is the idea of, are you a software developer? So, uh, and, and I, I've started to actually look into that in terms of where, what are the definitions and, and of done a little bit of searching because I'm preparing to write an article where you talk about coding versus programming versus software development, and then you get into software engineering. So there's in, in the, the, uh, the, the software world, there, there are different roles that are defined and have certain types of responsibilities and they, um, they, they, they're filling different needs. So, writing you know, and, and and they don't they don't necessarily translate as cleanly to our uh, world as you would think um, but 
it's there's there is definitely a change there where you know one going down to the lowest level writing code is you're given a task and you say write code for this versus uh, programming knowing how to approach writing the code and software development knowing what's the best tools to use and what are the, what is that big picture that you're looking at and you know and then, and then it grows from there um, and you know part of it comes into to managing and and also customer interface and and so forth um, but but uh, one of the things that I wanted to touch on a little bit is for those people that are truly programmers let's say that or let you know for not not to use the term that we said is is ambiguous are those that like to get to the low level and write code and 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 do development um do you see a way for them to differentiate themselves because many of them um so some may may have um, greater skills that that they are that that is being limited by a title again i i think that's a hard thing for programmers to do one by our nature um i'm i'm actually lumping both together configurators and i would say software developer or the, the line um writers into this bucket here of it's hard for us to show our value when it comes to our programs um either we're doing the configurator or writing the lines because most people don't see the difference they don't know the years of work and the knowledge that are going into it they just know the end result um so to sit there and say hey you know i spent 20 hours and i wrote every single line of code on this or hey i spent five minutes um doing the configurator on this to the end user it's, it's almost identical and they were like well Okay, it cost me, let's say, 10 grand for the configurator and 50 grand for the custom programming. I'm going to go with the configurator because that's a value add for me. But again, it's getting lumped up as a program or a program. So it's really to stand out and say, hey, this is what we're doing. Us programmers, both of us, configurators and the people running the lines, need to show where we add the value of on the configuration side saying, hey, I can have your system up and running two, three minutes, or I'm a line writer. Hey, you had this great, awesome custom project. I can make it meet your specific need and it'll fit no one else. Um, so I think that's where we need to step out of our comfort zones of, you know, hiding behind our screens and actually show the value we add. I, I think those, those are really valid points. And we, we had a past episode where we talked about how to recognize programmers. So um, check that one out if, if you haven't listened to that in the past. Um, the, the, some of the things that come to mind for me is that uh, a, a coder, or uh, as we would call it, the you know, saying writing lines of code, and um, you know, it can possibly develop the building blocks that others could use to configure. So you know, but but again, like you said, our industry may or may not recognize that because in you know what what they look at is 
did I get the end result? Do I have a working system? Do I have a happy client? Can I accomplish the tasks that I need to do in, in, in this room or, or is, does this application work? But um, th those are some of the thoughts that I have. And, and uh, as well as the, those who are writing code are probably going to find themselves needing to look at some of the more esoteric and, and, and custom solutions, like you mentioned, because configuration yeah. is becoming a greater part of our industry and is becoming something that's uh, more and more mainstream. Uh, it, it, you know, if we look at the 80-20 rule, there's probably more, 80% could probably be done with configuration and 20% with programming or coding. Um, so it, it, it's just a, uh, an, an interesting dynamic. Uh, but I've said for some time that somebody has to do the hard work. So, so if, you know, although configuration, may, you know, isn't easy, the, there is going to need to be uh, a, a group of people who are going to uh, support the configuration by developing the modules and drivers and code blocks and, and, and those types of things that others need to create their configuration solutions. I 100% agree with that. And not to go too far away well, I don't even think this goes too far down the rabbit hole, but um, I kind of think of this and it's so new to me. So I, I'm looking at this as a very basic, my understanding of it is AI. Because everyone's saying, well, AI is going to start writing their own code. You know, you can configure, they make systems, uh, microphones. You can go put it, the microphone in the room, hit a button and it'll tune itself. And you're like, oh, the AI is doing this. Or did a programmer write the line to do all the variables? So is it really AI or is it really just very good programming um, to learn these things? So it's, it's a fine line. Um, and again, we like to chop things up into big buckets where we really can go into smaller buckets. I mean, another element of pet peeve of mine is when I hear, and I, I do it myself, when we talk about HTML5. HTML is not programming. It's a markup language, but it's lines of code almost, but you're not doing coding. And we, we lump that into programming, but it's not programming. So it's, I just think, I don't know how we're going to get away from these big buckets and get into the more smaller buckets. Yeah. And I think that was a great example, two great examples that you provided. And I think that's a, a very, very interesting points to share. And I, I would just be curious to hear what our audience thinks, because as we said, this is probably going to make some people pause and, and may, maybe even take issue with some of the things we've said, not to say again, you, there isn't value provided. There aren't skills required to do either. But, but just the differentiation of knowing that you know where, which road do you go down, and and honestly, um, you know, being more flexible is pro is always going to be in your favor to be able to do one versus the other. Um, and and um, as we as we said in past episodes, not being tied to a certain proprietary solution is probably also going to be something that's going to extend somebody's career and, and um, make them more valuable. So um, 
it's important to us to have these conversations because we, we are trying to build community uh, with Ask the Programmer. So I hope that uh, you, you uh, the, those listeners that um, are looking at this will look at it favorably and um, we're, we're welcoming comments. We'd love to continue the conversation and, and also have, um, have more um, views and, and um, uh, other per- people's perspectives on future episodes. Um, James, uh, how can people get in touch with you and, and help continue this conversation? That's always Google me. You'll find me Sunday morning on Twitter, AV underscore James King with the AV and the AM hashtag conversation. I write for the digital magazine, Higher Ed, uh, where I write the IT and AV article. Uh, you can find me, just Google me. You'll find me. And for me, you can reach me at Steve Greenblatt on social platforms, uh, Twitter and LinkedIn are where I'm there the most. I would uh, hope to, to connect with people and, and we, we've started to connect more. So I appreciate that. If you want to read some of my writing, it could be found at AV Network or at my company blog at controlconcepts.net. Um, haven't said this in a couple episodes, but we definitely want um, you to help us share uh, the love here and, and uh, get these uh, content out to more people. So please um, let us know what you think, provide some comments, give us uh, um, a review. We, we really appreciate it. And you can find this uh, podcast on Apple and Google podcasts, as well as on YouTube. So uh, we look forward to seeing you. We look forward to connecting with more of our audience members. And that's what we have for today. And this has been Ask the Programmer.